This SoFi podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OFI show. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. Oh, 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 and a bottle of scotch. It's another Jolly AF Christmas special with Anne Friends. That's right. We celebrate the Christmas time the way you celebrate the Christmas time yelling at each other. Like family. Join us this blessed Yule as we celebrate our Jolly AF non-denominational holiday Christmas special. Listen to Anne Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. We're going to kick Frosty the Snowman in the nuts. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Welcome to another edition of Free Kicks. And yes, it's our holiday show. Let's let's just call it what it is. Here we go into uh, Christmas yeah. Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. We'll get into uh, all the big games coming up. But let's uh, first of all, let's talk about uh, some of the things that have already happened. And we like to call that what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Well, Golapalooza this past weekend. Liverpool mm-hmm. dropped seven on Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace, is, I always thought, had a fairly good defense. Man yeah. United drops six on Leeds. Leeds has a very bad defense. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> fair to say, right? Yeah, sure. So, so is are these two are these two games a case of good performances by the winners, bad performances by the losers? Combination of the both. Well, I think I think in the in the Liverpool Crystal Palace game, I think Liverpool just everything they hit went in. I mean, it was kind of one of those situations they were scoring every time I think that at one point in the first half they had three shots and three goals so it was like one of those where they, they couldn't miss and those days happen which was great they want to keep those days as for the Leeds Man United game I think Leeds I think really we should just pick Leeds to watch every week because they're just a, a swashbuckling type of team that's just going to play one way and they're going to either concede goals and they're going to score goals. Yeah. I think they won. They won previously four, four, five, one, and then the next week they lose six two. It's just how they play. That's just how Bielsa has them set up. He just, he's not going to change. He's yeah. just going to go at you, and then the other team's going to go at you. And I mean, this it, the game's great to watch. Oh, they Fantastic. are so much fun. I, I I love watching Leeds. They're they they play a four one four one. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is I'm not I, I don't that's unusual isn't it yeah I mean some teams it, it depends I mean more and more teams it's, they have that holding midfielder there yeah. he's that one in front of the four and then they four across and then they have the strike all the way top so yeah. some teams have used it you know um, but it is it's definitely a little bit rarer in terms of how they play and and certainly the space you can see on the field is is amazing because there's a lot of man marking in terms of what they do, but unfortunately, against Man United, they didn't do a very good job of man no, marking because <laughs> people were scoring all over the place. Well, McTominay is that how you say his name? McTominay. Yes. He scored two in the first three minutes of that game. Yeah, 
And then by halftime, the guy that was marking him was no longer in the game, which I think is a, a smart move. Uh, but yeah. there's a lot of pressure on the midfielders in this in this uh, lineup because they go up and they are running like crazy. No question, they're probably one of the fitter teams in this, in, in the league. There's no question about that. And they attack with five, and they defend with five. So that leads to this transition. And so often you would see five going at six or seven, but then if they get caught on the on the counter attack, then Sometimes they're going to be down a player. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a tough way to play. I mean, as a neutral for me and for you, it's great to watch. Right. No question. Yeah. But if I'm a Leeds fan, my goodness, I'd, I'd be having heart attacks every day. <laughs> There's no question. Well, you got to give the coach credit for uh, for taking a shot like this. It's like he's always wanted to play this, uh, and this is why he took this job. You know what I mean? He's had... He, he has kind of played a similar system in other places, but I don't think he's yeah. ever really gone for it like this before, has he? No. I mean, this is obviously the Premier League. This is the best league in the world. He's put his philosophy, his his idea of how to play against the top teams, arguably, in the world. And he, he's, what, probably 50%, would you say? Probably 50-50. Yeah. I mean, so... I guess that's how you've got to look at it. I mean, they've scored 24 goals, conceded 30, and they've only played 14 games. Right, that's um, <laughs> it's a lot of goals, and a lot of goals conceded. Yeah. But um, it's it's a great, great way, great thing to watch. And, uh, hey, so be it. Keep it going. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, to do it. I'll always, I'll always put leads on the telly, that's for sure. Yeah, and, you know, let's give Man U credit also. Uh, they're they're yeah. back up there now. Um, and just a few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, their coach being or their manager possibly losing his job, and now they're back in the top four. Yes, and, uh, and I keep hearing that from all my Man United friends. Look at where we're at now. <laughs> like constant, uh, constant emails and text messages. Yeah, they've moved up. And to give them credit, they moved up to third place. Um, actually, if they do win their game in hand, they'll be two points behind Liverpool. So. Uh, they're right there. I yeah. mean, they are they are legitimate uh, contenders for the for the league this year. So uh, give them a lot of credit. Give uh, Ali Gunasolskar a lot of credit. I mean, they, I guess uh, you know, falling out of the Champions League could be a blessing in terms of how the things go. I mean, they'll still have to play in the Europa League, but uh, they may not have that extra pressure of winning the Champions League. And you know, just watching the team play um, with Paul Pogba and without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just look like a better team without him. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I go. I'm. I'm. Again, he is to me. He kind of typifies Man United inconsistent, right? So some days he looks like a world beater, and then other days you like he looks like he's not even interested. So right. you know that's that's the tough thing. But yeah, I think uh, in certain games they they've looked really good without him. I agree. I agree. Well, they just and, seem to play uh, more like a team without him mm-hmm. uh, you know i, yeah. I i'm a f- actually a fan of his uh, i think he's a great player um, yeah so i'm not saying this as a rip on on pogba because uh you know he's gonna end up somewhere um i think he's i think he's just not happy there at man U. I, I agree i agree i know his agent came out recently he was complaining and talking about maybe this might be his last year yeah probably uh he might go to maybe Spain potentially I think Real Madrid is looking at him 
I think yeah. they would be keen to take him. He could play for Zidane as long as Zidane's still there. That's a, a fellow Frenchman, so that might be a good fit for him. But uh, right. yeah, he's he, it's Man United have enough good players around them. Fernandez is still for me kind of makes the whole team tick. So he's the guy that kind of brings everything together. And obviously, they've got a pretty good strike force in Martial and Rashford and and and, and other players as well. You know, we, uh, we have never talked about uh, on this podcast is the fact that you come from a, a Manchester United family. That your dad was yeah. a fan and your brother yeah. is a fan, correct? That's right. That's right. So, yeah. It's, How did you become a Chelsea fan? That's a good question. So, my my grandmother was a Chelsea fan. So, she was the one. And I, I don't know why I picked that, that color, blue. I don't know why I kind of push towards Chelsea I really don't know but as a younger kid um, my parents would always tell me that the first I would always read the newspaper I was a big newspaper reader and the first thing I would always look at was the league tables so I would look at the league tables and the first thing I would start identifying was where's Chelsea really and back that back then they were like the Chicago Cubs, so they were always near the bottom. <laughs> Where's Chelsea? Why are they, why are they wear blue. <laughs> exactly. So why are they down the bottom? <laughs> um, but that was always, that was kind of, that was my first memories as to why I wanted to pick Chelsea. I'm not exactly sure. Obviously, my grandmother had a little bit of an influence, potentially. Yeah. So maybe she persuaded me. And my, and my dad was a, was a Man United fan. He, he was born in and around Manchester, although he moved down to London when he was fairly young. Um, and then my brother just picked up Man United as well, just because he's a, you know, that's that's who he supported. He was a red, and then I, stick, I stuck with Chelsea. So, yeah, okay, interesting. That, you know, that is interesting. I just, uh, yeah. I, I kind of knew that backstory, but I thought it might uh, give the uh, listeners a little more insight into uh, when you're when you're going after Manchester United that uh, <laughs> there's there's a history there true yeah. I've had it all my life exactly that's right lots of grief all right let's talk about uh, the greatest coach in the world uh, Jose Mourinho yeah. um, because uh, his uh, Tottenham team lost to Leicester which actually dropped them out of the top four and uh, it's it's a sad thing when the best team as he said last week, the best team <laughs> lost. Uh, but apparently the best team lost again. <clears throat> and as John Lennon said in 1971, instant karma is going to get you. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm so I, I feel so bad for Jose Mourinho. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, it was it was tough. I, I think um, to be fair to his team, they didn't play very well. That was probably one of their worst performances of the season. They really didn't come to play maybe it was um, a little bit of a, a hangover from the Liverpool game where I thought they did play pretty well even though they lost um, you know it, it's it, and Leicester just came out firing I mean they controlled good portions of the game and they've got a player who can score whenever they need it and that's Jamie Vardy I mean Jamie finds Vardy a way, <laughs> finds a way to score the goals that's right and they I mean and it was Maybe if going into halftime, huge. I mean, it's so many things happen right before halftime and right after halftime. You know, we talked about this before, but they concede that penalty, kind of a innocuous tackle at the corner of the box. He gets pushed down, and 
they get a penalty and then Jamie Vardy comes up and, and smashes it in and they go up one nothing with literally seconds left in the half I think Jose was already heading down the tunnel right that's what he, you know <laughs> he was standing there watching it so so that kind of changed the course of the game and then when you know Leicester he's going scored, in to get the teacups right <laughs> that's right exactly yeah there you go remember that yeah that's good but uh, yeah it was uh, you know a tough tough day for them you know they just didn't seem like they were firing on all cylinders Kane wasn't quite there missed a few chances had a header or two went over the bar kind of a, just a frustrating game for them um, but it's a game that I think even Mourinho said they didn't play very well so at least he was he was fair about that oh well that's good to hear yeah. Uh, so I was watching your uh, Chelsea team uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah. They are now back in the top four. A good a good three nil win over West Ham. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but the the final score really isn't indicative of how close that game was. I think that West Ham played very well for most of that game and kept the pressure on Chelsea. And then at the end, there Tammy Abraham knocked in a couple of goals. Yeah. Again. Definitely uh, a bit of a struggle for Chelsea. Um, I think what was nice, I think there was, I think Frank Lampard talked a little bit about there was this little bit of nervousness this week after two two defeats in a row. Um, I think that made it that made it tough for them to just kind of get back into the gear of, of playing. So I think um, the nice thing is they got the win. They didn't play very well, so that's a sign of a good team. So hopefully they can use this as a bit of a springboard going into the the festive fixtures. Uh, and you know West a... Ham uh, beat Chelsea at uh, Stamford Bridge last uh, season. I don't know if you remember that game. I don't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was yeah. a tough one. That was a tough one. And that was and actually Frank Lampard obviously has a lot of ties to West Ham. That's who we played with right. uh, growing up and coming through the the system. And that's actually the first time he's beaten West Ham. They lost to West Ham every time. They West Ham did the double over Chelsea last year. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, a good win for them. So, I, I think um, you know he made some big calls. He put uh, Abraham in instead of Giroud, so that was an interesting decision. And Abraham scored two goals. So give him credit where he, he picked the right team for the game. Yeah, and he played the whole game, too. It's not like Abraham came on, as you mentioned, in the last few minutes. And it's also not like he yanked him out and brought Giroud in when he didn't score earlier. So he, That's, true. It, That's he, right. He did make a good call on that. Uh, sometimes yeah. you just pick him correctly. Yeah, I think Giroud's going to play a lot. I mean, I think they may. it might be a little bit of an alternation, especially with the games that they got in such a short space of time over there. The, over Christmas, um, so I think they're going to find you're going to find Giroud playing some games, Abraham playing yeah. others. You know, he just gives them a different look. Giroud gives them a yeah. different look, and when uh, Abraham's up there, that's a pretty fast team uh, with mm-hmm. Werner and uh, and Pulisic and uh, and uh, Tammy. The three of them. That's a that's a very quick front three. Yes, yes, no question. They've got some players there. Again, they've still got some injuries, so they're still waiting for a couple other players to come back. Right. Um, but, yeah, they, 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 they've, they've definitely got options, which is nice. Okay, it's uh, time for this. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So I was watching that Chelsea game uh, against West Ham, and the announcer was talking about Mark Noble, uh, who is the – you know, the famous West Ham player, Mr. West Ham. I don't know if they actually <laughs> call him that, but 
He's the they guy do. that's yeah. do they? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, oh. he is Mr. He is Mr. West Ham. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, um he had played the entire game, which is something he doesn't do much anymore at age thirty three. And the announcer said he's had a good journey under the bonnet. Now, um Huh? I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Uh, yes. You know, a bonnet, I'm assuming that's a woman's, like, Easter bonnet, like a hat. Does that mean, like, he's under the hat? Not quite. Okay. Not quite. <laughs> when they talk about the bonnet, they're talking about the hood of a car. Huh. So that's the uh, one of these English terms that people get very confused with. So just like the boot is the trunk of the car. Okay, and the, also the what? Bomb, and the also bomb, yeah. your cleats. Exactly. Also, yeah, that's the great thing. So yeah. this British slang that we kind of are not used to. So when he talks about this idea of he's had a good journey under the bonnet, he's really meaning the hood. So he's getting some miles in. Normally he doesn't play a lot, so he's able to kind of get his legs moving. So it's, it was a good a good outing for, for Mr. West Ham. There's no okay. question. All right, I'm yeah, going to so. incorporate that in my uh, everyday speech just to have people scratch their heads. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like that. That's a, All right, that's a good journey under the bonnet. Uh, it's, yes. It is now time for this. Rick and, Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam pick the scores. Okay, there are going to be so many games coming up. We call them the festive fixtures. Um, but uh, let's start with the games happening this weekend which is Boxing Day and uh, and the day after. What do we call that? Right. Boxing, uh, boxing, boxing Day, day <laughs> 2. <laughs> That's true. It's Wrestling Day. It's yeah. The... Well, it's, it's funny because it's, it's interesting how each game gets spread over. I mean, literally next week, I think there's a game a day yes. or at least a couple of games, which is, I mean, great for all of us, especially as we're stuck inside. So I'm not complaining, but um, yeah. Normally, you would have a full schedule of games on Boxing Day. So, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. And I've been able, been lucky enough to take take my two sons to, to a Chelsea game on Boxing Day and to other games on Boxing Day. So that was, it's always a, a big traditional day to watch a game. Yeah, and I'm guessing you're not traveling back home to Jolly Old this, this Christmas season. No, definitely yeah. not. Staying here, especially they've got some major lockdown. They're under a, a big lockdown now with the tier yeah. four, so they're not able to. Nobody's able to even visit with each other. Too, too There's much. some new strain of uh, COVID there, like uh, it's that's right. mutated. Like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I'm. Uh, my mom, I think, is they allow people to as long as you're in a bubble, they're able to visit on Christmas Day only. You can't stay over. So my mom's going to go to my brother and spend the day with him and his family but then she's got to come back home so uh that's it it's kind of a tough one uh, we're tough quarantined one. in my house too my my son i was telling you before we went on is yeah has a friend that uh has it um yeah and so we're all quarantining now so we're gonna miss christmas as well with my family and and bridget's family so uh, it's yeah. gonna be kind of a sad christmas but anyway, but but we'll have plenty of football to watch, isn't that right? So let's. That's uh, the nice thing. I mean, if, if there's one thing we can just sit in front of the television and watch yeah. a lot of games. So let's let's uh, pick the scores yeah. on some of these. We've got Arsenal at home against Chelsea. 
Wow, what can you say about Arsenal? Rough, <laughs> rough, rough, rough. I mean, they're, they're staring relegation now. I mean, they're talking about maybe getting relegated. Yeah, 15th boy. position. Teams are catching them up. Uh, there may be a couple of losses away. And I, I hate to say this, you know, I'm obviously Chelsea on a little bit of a run with that win the, the other day. So I, I'm going to have to say a Chelsea win, even though it's against Arsenal at Arsenal. I'm going to go with a 2 0 Chelsea win. Okay, I've got it as a 3 1 Chelsea win. Um, uh, let's uh, go to Man City. They're going to be home against Newcastle. Yep, Newcastle, you just, again, they're, they're a team you just don't know. Very inconsistent. <laughs> you really don't. So, <laughs> you don't know what's going to show up. You know, they play well one week and poorly the next week. Man City's starting to get a little bit more consistent. I think they still got a game in hand. They're moving up slowly and steadily. Can't see anything other than a Man City win. So a comfortable 2-0 victory for the citizens. That's exactly how I picked it. Uh, West Ham uh, at home against Brighton. Hmm. Yeah, so this is a interesting game. I, I think I, I really like – I'm a big Brighton fan. I just like the way they play. They, they're a pretty energetic group. Even they do a lot with not much, and they've always, although they're struggling near the bottom, um, I think they've just got enough to maybe get a draw out of this game. So I'm going to go with the Irons from West Ham 1, Brighton 1. Okay. I have a 1 0 West Ham victory. Mm. Uh, we got Liverpool at home uh, facing West Brom with their new coach. Yep. Well, I'm going to pick a bit of a surprise here. Oh. This is be my surprise tip. Sam Allardyce is in. He's had he's had a whole week to work with them. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of uh, good ideas and some thought maybe to nullify this Liverpool group. And I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I've got it as a... Th- and this is uh, coming off a 7-0 road victory by by Liverpool. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm going 3-1 uh, Liverpool over West Brom. Yeah, I just think with Sam, I mean, he just finds a way to do things, and especially now he's had a whole week to work with the team. I think he's just gonna, he's just, he's gonna park the bus. Don't quit, no, no question. Maybe when, maybe Liverpool may get a bit frustrated, and they might get a, they might get a draw out of this game. And we'll Sam's, Sam's comfy there in uh, in Liverpool, having just been at Everton recently, right? That's right. That's right. All right, so we've got Wolves at home against Tottenham. Yeah, Wolves is another team. You just don't know what's going to happen with them. Played yeah. really well against Chelsea, and then they just lost the, the other day. So it's very difficult to predict they lost them. to Burnley, I think. I know. Right. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. No, really me didn't. neither. Um, and then Tottenham, again, you know, obviously a little bit inconsistent again recently. But um, I'm, I'm going to go with a Tottenham victory. I think they just got enough. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. You know, Wolves will probably have a lot of the play, but I'm going to go with a Tottenham 1-0 victory. All right, I'm going to go with a Wolves 1-0 victory because I'm going to pick Tottenham to score zero goals for the rest of the season. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a little ups- still a little upset about Jose Mourinho's comment about uh, the best team. But, hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> as my brother says, uh, I hate uh, Jose Mourinho, but uh, I-, I certainly love watching him. You know, there's yeah. just something about him. There's just something about him. Uh, free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit organization emphasizing education, 
whose purpose is to promote and conduct skill-based youth development programs in a safe environment that empower children regardless of the gender, ethnicity, size, ability level, or economic status to learn skills, lead a healthy lifestyle, value education, improve their social interaction, and focus their energy into a positive outcome. Check out www.illinoisyouthsoccer.org. Okay. Uh, we've got lots more show. We're going to guess a Premier League star. We've got Adam's TV tip. We'll find out what's happening in his office. All that is coming up right after this. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, Steve and I ask each other some unusual questions. Like, do you like buffets? And what would Howard rather be, rich or famous? It'll lead to some unusual answers. Things that make you go, hmm. Uh, Back to you. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If that doesn't make you want to hear this, nothing will. (laughs) On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talk to a movie star and a TV star who has starred in General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, and The Thirst of Christ. We talk to Eric Fellows, a very good-looking man. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. All right, Adam, what's going on in the office there? And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. All right, what's happening? Well, it was slowing down here for Christmas. So, officially, uh, really from Christmas Eve on, the 23rd, 24th, until the, the first part of the new year. So the office will be closed. I think we just sent out our Christmas cards. You may have received it. I don't I know if you may saw have. Uh, yes. You've got to check those emails. Okay. So we just sent out a little Christmas email uh, just saying thanks for everything for people are doing. Uh, we did actually put in, um, we normally have a network news, which normally goes around out this time. It's normally a newspaper that basically covers the whole year. Unfortunately, we didn't do much this year. <laughs> no, <so> we, we <laughs> really didn't. <laughs> we were really struggling for, for content. But uh, Chris Jamrose in our office who puts that together did a, a really fantastic job. And uh, so we was able to kind of put some things together. We, we were able to have our banquet in March. That was I, right I, before, if you remember that. Was I was right there. Before he was there. It was right before the basically everything got shut down. I think we just got really lucky. Yeah, like three days that. before everything shut yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, so we got lucky with that. So there's some pictures there and uh, award winners, and we, it was a nice gathering. That was the last time we was I was with more than ten people, I think, at one time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, and so, so there's all the information in there. So that's online. So we did not do one a paper version this year. So uh, we just distributed it online. So they, people can check that out, uh, see some color pictures, some information on clubs and programs and little advertisements on different things you'll even see a little blurb on free kicks which is great so uh yeah so uh so that was something that we just did and obviously we're on break still kind of do a little bit of grading so most of our courses are on break as well the d's and the c's give everybody an opportunity to spend some time with their family before we we head back in uh second third of uh january okay so there you have it uh now it's time for adam's favorite part of the show Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, this one's a little tougher. 
Still a star. He's got a still a star. No, I consider him a star. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to call him a star. All right. He's 27 years old. Now, the reason why I decided this one was fair is because he was owned by Chelsea from 2012 to 2017. Okay. Um, he, he did never played for Chelsea. He was loaned out to other teams. He was loaned out to Derby County, to Middlesbrough in the championship, also to Crystal Palace, Norwich City, and Burnley in the Premier League. So that those are you know five teams that he was loaned out to while he was a Chelsea player. I think I know it. You're kidding. No, I think I do. Who? Patrick Bamford. Wow. That's exactly right. <laughs> There you go. Very good. Thank well, you very much. I think uh, this is the first time that uh, you're going to beat every single listener. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because I, I followed him a little bit. It's just, you know, he's one of those players that you kind of – I always liked him at Chelsea. I remember when he was he was on some of the younger teams and uh, watched him growing up type of thing, and they always used to loan him out, loan him out. I'm like, when he needs to be given a chance, and he was never given a chance. And then – he ended up getting uh, transferred at some point, and obviously doing really well for Leeds right now. Yes, he is. He's got nine goals, uh, and he's got those movie star good looks. And, I, and one of my clues was going to be that he'll probably be played by Chris Hemsworth in the film of his life story. When it, <laughs> I can uh, see that he's got, he's definitely got the the Chris Hemsworth look. He, he does. definitely does. Yes. All right. Well, congratulations. That's uh, that's well done. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Patrick Bamford, number nine on Leeds, uh, and he's yes. the one in the four one four one. Yes, has a lot of pressure on him because he's got to he's got to convert those uh, goals. And he he's, he probably has more opportunities to score than any other player in the league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. He's he's going to be there. He's always in and around the penalty box, able to do that. And like you said, he he was loaned out to so many teams. Uh, finally, found a, a home at Leeds United. Um, I think he grew up in the southern part of England. I think he's he's a pretty educated fellow as well. So uh, um, I think he may have even taken some university courses. So I, smart, I started pretty, following pretty smart him, dude. watching that uh, the Leeds show. The yes. Um, and he was that was a big deal when they got him uh, on board. Yeah. He helped take them to the next level, so that yeah. was uh, that was a good yeah. thing. Yeah, he's played for all the the younger England youth teams and everything else. And yeah. you never know. I mean, it's just he, he's there's a lot of good English center forwards right now. Unfortunately, he's well, he is. Uh, he's declared himself for Ireland. Okay, so uh, there must be some. Uh, one of his parents must be connected to Ireland. So. Uh, he uh, he he may be playing on the Irish national team. So. Right. That would be good. All right. It's time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Lots of football on the schedule. What should we we'd be watching? Yeah, we've got lots of games. You know, we go into next week, basically, like I mentioned earlier. I think, um, you know, when you look at all of the games happening, it's almost games every single day starting from Saturday on um, and all the way through to the new year, which is great. So we're not going to, we're not going to be short for games to watch. So I think coming up down the road, we've got a really good one uh, midweek next week would be Newcastle Liverpool. So that's probably going to be before our, uh, our next show. Um, 
is released, but that's going to be a really good game because that's always historically lots of goals in that game. So that would be one to watch down the road. But I think this weekend, um, some good games, but Boxing Day, Saturday, I'm going to have to go with Arsenal-Chelsea. I think that's going to be the big game of the day. Man United-Leicester is going to be a big one, but that's on early. You're going to have to get up early. That's a 6.30 kickoff a.m. Not going to do it. So so, um, the uh, Chelsea-Arsenal game, uh, 11.30 on Saturday, Boxing Day. Could that be Arteta's last game? Who knows? A rematch rematch of the FA Cup final, right? That's right, yeah, which Arsenal ended up winning. You know, and that was a disappointing result for Chelsea, but... uh, um, you know, I'm hoping that Chelsea can get a good result here. I'm, you hate to say it, but this could be a little bit more pressure on Arteta, especially they might, depending on how results go, they could drop down into the bottom three. God, God, that's just unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this is Arsenal we're talking about. This this never happens. All right. Yeah. Well, so there we go. There's some uh, some TV tips. Uh, free Kicks of, is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. 65 years of soccer excellence. Green White is a community, not-for-profit club providing soccer for kids of all ages in and around the Mount Prospect area. And they've done a, a great job during this, uh, this COVID time to be very safe. Led by former World Cup player and coach Mustafa Edders. Go to greenwhitesoccer.org for more information. Uh, so, you know, as, as Adam mentioned, we, we made the, uh, the newsletter. Um, people need to find out more about, uh, about free kicks. Tell them, tell a friend to listen to us on Spotify, go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts, search for radio misfits. Special thanks to executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O P P I H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we've decided we're going to come back again next week because we've got nothing else going on. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And lots of games to talk about. So we'll be back next week with another episode of Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's the intriguing story of the only V12 Corvette ever made, plus some cars you may have forgotten about. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. A real-life Big Lebowski. Change my diaper, please. Tips for young dads. Mayor chooses a colonoscopy over a council meeting. Rick's brush with an Elvis impersonator. And twas the night before parents' Christmas. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Man. Listen to Minutia Man on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.